The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now, the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. On Tuesday night, I went to a yoga class and I heard the instructor tell us several times, keep your eyes open. That was new to me. And I thought, oh, okay. There must be some deep philosophical reason we keep our eyes open. Something about remaining alert to movement or body awareness. And after class, I asked someone, why did he keep telling us to keep our eyes open? And she said, because then you're less likely to fall. (laughs) I laughed at myself, too, because I had made it so much more complicated than it was. The teacher's instruction was simple and practical. Keep your eyes open so you don't fall. As we hear John the baptizer proclaiming his message of repentance in today's gospel, It's easy to hear his instruction to repent and then wonder, 
like the people around him, what then should we do? After all, repentance is one of those churchy words that we don't hear other places. So it can sound really strange to our ears. It must be complicated, right? But John's answer to the crowds, the tax collectors, and the soldiers is very simple and practical. Make sure no one is naked or hungry. Don't exploit people or bully them. Repentance involves turning away from ourselves and toward others. It really is that simple and that difficult. I hear John's instruction echoed in Martin Luther's explanation of the commandments that he writes in his small catechism. There, as he explains the seventh commandment not to steal, he writes, we should fear and love God that we may not take our neighbor's money or property, nor get them by false dealing, but help him to improve and protect his property and business. Repentance doesn't earn our salvation, God's love or relationship with us. It is our response to God's redeeming love and steadfast presence in our lives. It is action and activity that is grounded in servanthood, turning away from ourselves, our egos, and our self-interest. We can see how to live in service to others in our everyday lives. So a life lived in repentance doesn't have to mean you are sitting like Jonah in sackcloth and ashes. It is the caregiver who sleeps lightly listening for a cry to help or comfort from their charge. It is the friend who calls to check to make sure you have what you need before the storm. It is the volunteers working at odd hours and in raw temperatures to get us ready for Sunday morning. And it is all of us collecting socks to keep our neighbors warm this winter. On this third Sunday of Advent, John's words call us to a life of active and vibrant faith that we live out in community, not with perfection, but with repentance and with the redeeming grace that God provides us all. Let us pray. Holy and redeeming God, we give you thanks that you come to baptize us in your spirit and fire, renewing us in love and banishing our fear, so that we may praise your name forever and draw freely from the well of your salvation. Amen.